0: September 3rd. Think of the setbacks, failures, and disappointments you've had in life. Toss them mentally into the air like flower petals and watch them float away on the wind, <clears throat> diminishing in size until they disappear altogether. Affirm then joyously, In my heart, I am forever free. You now, I had an interesting experience. I, I don't always think on the psychological level, but thinking about, about psychology sometimes, especially when we're dealing with negative feelings. It's, it's, it's very important on the spiritual path to not develop too many psychological kinks. And this whole question of um, being, being joyful and accepting of whatever God gives you, and at the same time not... Well, the, the phrase that I often use is, you have to stay karmically current. I mean, we never know when the end of life will come. And any unfinished business with people, with our own selves, will just carry it with us. It'll weigh us down in the in the astral world. And then eventually will be the means by which we are forced to reincarnate. And it will be the collection of unlearned lessons that we just have to struggle through. The way I think about it sometimes when i have been faced with difficult karmic situations is, I never want to see this karma again. So therefore, I want to do everything I can, not merely to outlast it, but actually to face into it, to understand what it's trying to teach me, to learn insofar as I'm able, and then to let it go. I've realized over the course of years how many unresolved issues mostly from previous lives, have come into this life with me and how much they twist my experience and my perception. I mean, the most dramatic, of course, is, well, it can be specifically unfinished business with other people. So you're, you're meeting someone again and you're playing out a drama that you may have played out before, although you may have switched roles or you may have turned to a certain extent as far as it's progressed, or it just may be a tit for tat where you had power over them and treated them badly. So now they have power over you and they're treating you badly. And then if you stay mad at them, then you'll have power over them and you get to treat them badly. And just how many times do we want to do this? How many times do we want to put our hope in our astute investments or our brilliant business idea or the fact that our children will make us proud and take care of us in our old age or whatever it might be, when those things don't happen, that they're a blow to the heart and they register in the heart. They register in the heart chakra is where they really register. So even physical death does not liberate us. The form dissolves, but the vibration of whatever, what does he call it, setbacks, failures and disappointments. The vibration stays with us. That vibration lives with us in the astral world and eventually requires us to come back into the material world in which we incarnate and establish an opportunity to to have it happen again. Whether it's something, a boomerang negativity that we've set in place that has just been sailing through, just waiting to whack us or some misunderstanding, um, some, something we're holding on to, anything that is other than complete calm acceptance in the presence of God. And I was talking to a, 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 an acquaintance of mine who, who has an, emo, a, 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 an unpredictable emotional response, um, and, and what, what I would have to call an exaggerated emotional response. And what I understood, with the help of some friends who made it clearer to me, it's like the person was talking about an event that had happened in the past, and it had been a very painful event, and as soon as they started talking about it, words came very difficult, the, all the signs of, of the emotion itself started happening, tears came into the eyes. It was like, the, it, 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 was like it was happening again even though it was long in the past. But the emotional uh, implications of it were, were, had been endured and outlasted, but had never been resolved. So it was just like, as soon as the subject came up, bang, we were right back in it, because all the vibrations were still there. Now, multiply this, even just in one incarnation, and you end up with a very complicated... Psychology—that's really hard to understand because you start making all these decisions. We start making, I start making all these decisions. I don't even know where they're coming from. In my own life, I realize that even though this life I've had—I've had—I've had good karma in the sense of uh, I, I've had—I've had my way has been smoothed for me. You know, I, I hear what some people are born into and have to live through and just, it it wasn't my destiny. My way has been smoothed for me, but I've carried a lot from the past, and it has been really enlightening for me to realize how much of my personality has not been freely chosen, but was as a result of these past traumas that oriented me in a certain way, that caused me to think that these were required. And these these are not small preferences. These are life life and death preferences at least how they how my poor twisted psychology has presented them to me that there's so much that i have to protect myself from actually i will say it in the past had to protect myself from that i just built a whole personality around it so that i would never have to feel this so that i wouldn't have to feel this so i wouldn't have to acknowledge that oh my gosh you're just exhausted all the time i mean literally We're exhausted all the time. And only a fraction of our energy is actually free to do anything new and creative. One of the reasons Swamiji was so prodigious in his creativity, so free in his creativity, so confident in his creativity, is that he he wasn't carrying anything. He wasn't carrying eons of unresolved emotional issues. And it wasn't because he was insensitive or incapable, or standing aloofly above. He was more engaged and committed to every level of life than anyone I knew, for the same reason. He wasn't afraid. He could deal with disappointment, betrayal. He lived it in a human way. It was certainly no joy for him to have people he'd, he'd thought of as friends turn against him. And and he wept for it. But he wept for it. He, he let it happen. It, it, as, a, as a friend of mine used a mar- marvelous phrase, Mickey Singer, he's a well-known author. He's an acquaintance, a dim acquaintance, to be very fair. He doesn't know who I am. <laughs> I know who he is from one small celebrity encounter before he was a celebrity. But in any case, um, he, he, he gave shelter to a very advanced yogi, who found himself in difficulty. And Mickey said, watching that yogi, he said, it wasn't so much that this man went through a hard time, is that a hard time went through him. I mean, there's many parts of that that are really important, but through him is part of it, which is, yeah, physical body goes through a trauma, the emotional self goes through a trauma, whatever might happen, it needs to go through us, not into us and sitting there, because if it sits there, oh my! Now we have not only the original trauma and all that it's going to roll out, but we have all the reasons why we're holding it, why we can't let it go. We have all the reasons why we have to hide it from our conscious mind. Then we have the layers and layers of of, of twisted coping mechanisms, which uses up a lot of time and energy. And then that means we have to just keep seeing the karma, sometimes by now in a form that we don't even remember or recognize, again and again and again. But if it's just if it just goes through us, I'm heartbroken, I'm humiliated, I'm angry, I'm in pain, I'm disappointed, and I am, and there you are with it. There's no there's no code of behavior that we have to meet. Many years ago I was working as Swami's secretary. I mean, everything happens sort of simultaneously, so by no means was I as free as this statement would recommend, but this I I was okay at. I was having a bad day and I was expressing it in some way that was causing a certain amount of commotion around me. And I was working for Swami as his secretary and somebody came up to me and very piously said, this is what I call true but highly irrelevant spiritual advice. He said, it's not appropriate for a Swami's secretary to behave that way," I said in a loud and rather upset voice. "Well, I am his secretary and I am behaving that way, and I I didn't know the phrase yet. Get over it, but that was what was implied. It was like, what do you mean? I'm supposed to behave a certain way because of the position I have? I mean, wow, what a nightmare! What a slippery slope of nightmarish possibilities that presents now." It's different to say you know I have responsibilities and I must discipline my inclinations for the sake of my responsibilities that's one thing but to say this is your position therefore you have to pretend to be someone you're not in order to somebody in, in order to satisfy somebody's projection or your own projection of what you're supposed to be again then not only do you have the failure, but you have all the layers of hypocrisy and embarrassment and ego just laid on top of it. Enough already. Just the problem itself is sufficient. Sufficient unto the day is the trouble thereof. Let's not make it worse and worse and worse. So now Swamiji just gives us this incredibly wonderful affirmation. Take your failures, your disappointments, your setbacks, gather them up like rose petals just gather them up like rose petals and throw them to the wind. You know, all the things that I've done that I'm not pleased with or that hurt me, just throw them to the wind and just watch them blow away. And then they just get smaller and smaller. You know, just like throwing a handful of rose petals in no time at all, they've shriveled up and turned into dust. Like what difference does it make? Oh, it makes a lot of difference if the ego's holding it But why does the ego hold it? And now, is that really going to serve us? Swami says here the affirmation that goes with it: "In my heart, I am free. In my heart, I am free. In my heart, I am free." He's talking about the natural feelings of the heart, but he's also talking about the heart chakra, because see, you see, when we hold on to these things, the center point of whatever it is that's causing us to hold on to as I say, humility, anger, pain, sorrow, disappointment, whatever. Not humility, humiliation is what I meant to say. Holding it there. And then we build this construct around it. And it whirls. It's called a vritti. That means it's a wheel. The chakra itself means wheel. Vritti is a whirlpool. And it just it just sits there. And energy comes in the medulla, which is our life force energy. This is the way I think about it. It's like energy comes in the medulla and I, I picture some animated cartoon of our inner life and I see this little, this delivery truck comes, you know, with all these packages of all this energy for us and here it is and it's our life force energy and we want to use it for creativity, for expansion, for, for, for noble ambition, for happiness, but all the packages are already identified and then the little delivery man has to drive down and, and all the packages are unloaded. Resentment, anger, regret, disappointment, unfulfilled hopes. And so by the time he gets up to where it comes to creative positive action in the now, there's a couple of thin envelopes, you know, because everything else was being was pre-committed. So literally, as we throw these flowers into the air, it's not merely that the heart is free, but the heart is freed in order, its energy is liberated from having to hold on to all these realities that don't even exist anymore. They're just energy. Liberate the energy and that energy is free, will be transformed instantly into whatever we aspire to become instead of whatever's sitting behind us. So, as Swamiji said, think of the setbacks, failures, and disappointments you've had in life. First he says, think of them. Toss them mentally into the air like flower petals, and watch them float away on the wind, diminishing in size until they disappear altogether. Affirm then joyously, in my heart, I am forever free. Joy to you, my friends.